Yeah, fam, this is one of those mornings you wake up and it hits you square in the face. Boom! The offseason is here, and I got nothing but mock drafts to look at, players to fantasize about, and we got Andy Apac on the show to do just that with us, man. But hey, thank you for listening to us, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you're listening to those podcasts, and share it with a friend. Get it. Well, it's getting about that time. Yeah! Buddy, welcome back to the show, Scorpion. <laughs> Tuesday night shenanigans have begun. We have uh, Andy Apac back with us. The boomer is fresh off the uh, snowy fields of northern Wisconsin up there. And Andy, boy, you're down in the warm temperatures of Arizona. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. It is a good day to be great. Awesome. Awesome. We have uh, lots to talk about, actually, because, you know, yesterday Eric and I got together. We recapped our thoughts on the Super Bowl. We have not gotten your thoughts on it. And mm-hmm. uh, a lot happened. That was exciting, uh, some storylines, and I'll tell you one thing about Twitter. They really get the up-close pictures on where <laughs> the offsides were, where the penalty flags yeah. were not thrown, and what could have happened in the outcome, but uh, what was your take on that Super Bowl, Andy? I thought it was uh, really, really fun. Um, I had a lot of fun watching that game. Um, I think the Bengals are awesome. They're just so great. Um, I think OBJ showed why how valuable he was and in, in what he did in just like a, a quarter and a half, I think. Uh, and, uh, I think the, the, in terms of the penalties, like, yeah, you can say that there was some ticky tack. And I felt that in the moment I was like, that was a ticky tack penalty. They don't need to call that holding uh, call, but at the same time, uh, the Bengals had like five or six straight uh, offensive possessions where they put up a dud. So, I mean, if you want to win, you got to score points and they didn't, um, yeah. It was a fun game either way. I didn't have a dog in the fight, so I was fine watching uh, whoever whoever won that. Uh, and it was nice seeing um, it was nice seeing uh, Matt Stafford get one, um, especially that last drive. He was pretty impressive that last drive. That no look pass was filthy. Money and slow motion oh. Oh. Uh, view where the, it crosses. Yeah. Oh, oh man, so dirty, so good. And Cooper Cup is amazing. I, that guy is so good. Mm-hmm. I just love the way he plays. He's so, so shifty and, and hard to cover. Um, and then, of course, uh, maybe an unpopular decision or, or um, unpopular opinion because he he likes to choke people. But Aaron Donald is a force. <laughs> that guy is awesome, man. Uh, I have not lot. seen very many defensive players that are that dominant and yeah. and i'm glad he got one and i hope he retires now because i don't want to have to face him <laughs> <in the playoffs. laughs> so i want to ask you guys and when i first heard this i just assumed it was a joke but so sean mcveigh becomes the youngest coach to ever win a super bowl and he actually seriously is contemplating retirement he is oh wow yeah after 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 five years in la it, what? Yeah, that doesn't make t- too much sense to me. <laughs> I would think you'd want to keep going um, unless he sees the writing on the wall like uh, this is about as good as this team is going to get. We won the Super Bowl. I have nothing left to prove. And I just want to retire and live in my awesome house and with my beautiful wife and raise a family. Like if that's his his uh, what he wants to do, that's totally cool. Um, if it was me, I'm living in sunny Los Angeles. Uh, I'm I'm getting to coach a professional football team. I've won a Super Bowl, so I have a long leash now. Why don't I just keep trying to make this thing happen? Um, if you, if you love football that much, uh, I would be. I would be hard pressed to walk away from the game after this one. When one I of the think things, I think- though, is is Aaron Donald. If he mm-hmm. leaves, that that domino 
really, really affects the whole board because mm-hmm. now if Odell, I was incorrect on the last podcast yesterday, Eric. He, they don't know if his ACL is torn or not. I thought just the way he was functioning after, you know, the 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 post game in the Super Bowl celebrations that he was at least able to function and maybe it was an MCL, something that he was out, but they think it's going to be a, an ACL. So it is, is it confirmed not to as of yesterday, um, torn ACL. Oh, I guess it says believed to have suffered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't know if they have to disclose that. And it's the same knee. Holy moly. That's right. That's painful. So now if he's gone and Donald's gone, now you're really talking about, okay, we got some problems here because you know, they don't have any draft picks. Mm-hmm. Right, they're all gone. So if if McVay, I mean, the guy's got to grind his ass off. Imagine being yeah. an NFL coach. Oh man, the hours yeah. are crazy, ridiculous. You're all yeah. football all the time. You know, 17, 18 hours a day plus. Oh, it's just got to be a grind. You know, mm-hmm. so if he needs to take a break and uh, take a couple years off before he, you know resets for the next challenge, I would totally understand that. But gosh, I'd be coming back for number two if I was that coach. Mm-hmm. That's the take that I heard was that basically he did see does see the writing on the wall, the uh, retirements of of other players, um, the lack of draft pick, the salary cap hell that they're in because of all of the moves they've already made that this team is pretty likely to take a pretty big step backwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Von Miller's probably retiring, right? What a Hollywood ending, though, too, you know, you know, you coached a whole five years and won a Super Bowl <laughs> in your hometown and retired. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And you helped spawn the the careers of a bunch of other coaches already that are that are young and innovative, mm-hmm. really the next wave of NFL. So it's exciting. But hey, talking about draft picks, it's time we mock around the clock a little bit here. Huh? <laughs> what do you say? We uh, do this year is a interesting group in that first round. Because, guys, once I get past the second round, I'm really losing some hope right now. But I guess that's just going to be time invested on my part to start digging into some of these players because I'm really impressed with this first round uh, that I found. So um, Eric found a couple uh, players. Andy, you got a couple players that uh, you know you, you, you found. I'm sure we're going to overlap here a little bit. But I'm just going to start off with – you know, one of the main ones that I saw on, on Lombardi Ave and uh, in their mock draft, their updated one here, had uh, Jermaine Johnson II from Florida State University. Now, everybody out there listening right now, this is a player you guys want to keep your ears open for because he is dynamic and fast and an edge rusher, and we need him. 11.5 sacks last year, 17 and a half uh, tackles for loss, two forced fumbles. What are your guys' thoughts on Jermaine, Andy? I would not be mad at all at a six, five, what is he? Two sixty or so uh, edge player. I think um, there's going to be a lot of movement uh, for the Packers on edge players this off season. I don't know how it's going to shake out, but um, Zadarius, Zedari- is probably gone. I think Rashawn Gary comes back and is going to be, or he's obviously going to come back, but it, I mean, I mean, he's going to come back in the same form or better. I think that guy has, just an incredible motor and incredible uh, ceiling. Mm-hmm. And then I think uh, it'll be hard to get Preston to repeat the performance he had last year. Although I was saying that the year prior, so you never know, uh, especially if, if the scheme is what allowed him to do this, mm-hmm. then um, that gives you two guys, you know, for sure are really good. 
Then the rest of our team, it kind of maybes around there. So Tipaglia, or I, I always mess up his last name, but Tipa. <laughs> uh, and uh, I forget the other guy's name. Uh, it escapes me at the moment. But anyway, I think having a young, good pass rusher uh, would be an – I would not be mad at all if that if they walked that card up and it said Jermaine Johnson yeah. the second. Yeah, it's interesting because Lombardi has the us selecting him at 28. And then mm-hmm. an, another draft, I believe it was, yeah, NFL.com. They had us trading up with the Jets to 21st, trading okay. two fourth-round picks, you know, to get Johnson as well there. So the value on him is high. I'd love to see it in green and gold. You know, that would be one of those moves for a blue-chip player. Mm-hmm. There's there's uh, some some people that are um, after the Senior Bowl saying he he moved way up. Mm-hmm. uh in their boards mm-hmm. like some some people are kind of crazy like there's a there's one mock draft on the draft network that has him going one overall which is oh. i think a little <laughs> a little insane <laughs> um but but i think that's a little insane yeah. but uh still great um it would be great to have him at the end of the first even if yeah. we have to trade up a little bit to get him mm-hmm. yeah i agree eric what's your take I think that there's about three, maybe four different edge rushers that I would not be surprised are the 28th pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's he's certainly one of them. Interesting, interesting how that uh, with that first look, I was kind of surprised at how many quarterbacks went in a down year. Oh, that boy. an awful lot of the drafts had like five going in the first round, which you know, and I'm, what I'm getting at is the more of those kind of surprise picks that happen, the farther down some of these guys. Mm-hmm. It's always sucks to be drafting as a as a Green Bay Packer fan because you're always you know 28 to 31, generally yeah. speaking. Yeah, well, that's what I would like to see because there was the one mock, and I forget who had it with Garrett Wilson falling to us at 28. And guys, today Bleacher was report. today was it Bleacher Report who had it? Had it? Yep, I got it right here. Oh gosh! Holy moly! I mean, if that kid now, Ohio State, great uh, program. Mm-hmm. Chris Olave, he is mocked to us in several. Walter Football had him uh, going. Uh, Tankathon had Olave going to the Packers at twenty. Chris Olave has no calves. All right, he's tall. <laughs> he's fast. Uh, uh, he is not. He is not what Garrett Wilson. Uh, uh, Wilson is something that is what the Green Bay Packers don't have. You know, we expect a lot out of Devontae. We don't have that magic man who can take anything, whether it's a handoff, a small screen, or burn the guy over the top. Excellent player. That one would be uh, icing on the cake for me. I had selected him in one of my mock drafts. Garrett Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love uh, I love that kid. Uh, I think he is dynamic and explosive, and uh, I think he's versatile as well. Um, so on those jet sweeps that we like to run or, or out of the backfield, give, give him the ball somehow, bubble screens, whatever you want to do with him, I think he's, ver- um, he's <coughs> versatile. <return. coughs> yeah, that's another, that's another spot to put him in. I think he would be awesome. Um, now, I do like Chris Olave, I won't lie. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he doesn't have calves, but <laughs> no calves. He's I got do, stick legs, man. I do like him. Uh, if they're both on the board, though, I think I'd rather have um, Wilson. Mm. Mm. No doubt. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sort of agree, sort of put myself with a with a little bit of a hedge there. I just want to say I would be happy with either one of those kids from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. If either one of those guys is the 28th pick, I'm going to be happy because we just added 
an important weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, Olavi makes catches that uh, are just so ridiculous. And this other kid brings a, a like you said, a different skill set to what we have in our wide receiver room and something we've talked about for the last several years as being something that we've hoped for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my pro football uh, focus simulation mock draft. The happiest I got was when Jameson Wilson, uh, Williams fell to us. And then, <laughs> and then old Eric went down the YouTube rabbit hole again. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I have blown out all of my uh, love for Drake London. And uh, I'm, I'm a 6'5 guy, 210, who does what he does in what could offer us in the red zone. I just don't know against the NFL cornerbacks what he's going to do that hasn't been seen or done already. And mm-hmm. Jamison Williams. I'm guys, I'm Eric. Top five pick if he was healthy. I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm willing to take the year and let him sit. <laughs> After watching what I saw with that guy, I can't believe that Ohio State had him on the bench behind Olave and Garrett Williams. I can't believe they didn't find a way to get him on the field. The kid was amazing. And listen, he does not want to stop going for the extra yard at all. Like he does not care how many people he, his spin moves. He's got a little signature spin move. He just does not want to go down extra yards, but sit him. I I don't care. I saw him. He is, he's one B to Garrett uh, uh, Wilson. So. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that he's, uh, I would disagree just in the sense that if, if he's maybe one B right now, because he's got a torn ACL. Yeah. Yeah. If that kid's healthy, he's a top five pick in this draft, the the, the class of the field. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, and that is the beauty of a first of a first round pick is you get five years. So in this case, you're probably going to get four and a quarter or maybe mm-hmm. something. We'll see. We'll see how the kid comes back. He is young. And so he should heal. At least Dr. Amy told us that the younger <laughs> you know, yeah. younger guys tend to heal a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um, but that's a that's a position you got to be real careful with. Um, mm-hmm. Andy, do you take a, any any time spending in uh an osu look at wilson and olave at all i haven't i haven't grinded tape on uh on those two guys yet um but yeah. i tell i'll tell you i did see some tape on jameson williams <laughs> that guy is pretty dang good oh, um gosh. i, I uh, one thing about him though i'll just say real quick and i'm sorry for cutting you off and you're gonna ask me so uh i I think we're going to, this is going to sound crazy, but I think we're going to have to trade up to get him because I think he doesn't make it past like the Saints. Um, I could see the the Patriots getting him. Um, I could see the, uh, who picks in the middle there? Uh, the Ravens um, getting him the Browns since they lost OBJ. I could see a lot of teams wanting to take that risk. So if we do want him, I think we're going to have to trade up, but I, I hope and I pray that the, that he falls. <laughs> Because, man, that guy's good. <laughs> oh, he's so dynamic. You know, just let me pitch something. Just say, for instance, in a different universe, and the Packers had, say, like the eighth pick oh. in the draft. And, and you have <laughs> – and there's a certain wide receiver with a torn ACL you want, but you don't want to burn the eighth round draft pick mm-hmm. on him. So you trade back and get him at 13 and, and haul in more draft capital. Mm-hmm. Just saying, if, if, if things went like that different universe that would have been nice Uh, three-dimensional boomer that's what that is man all angles (laughs) i i think one of the interesting things that i found and let me know what you guys think about this guy 
What about an offensive guard from Texas A&M, 6'4", 325 pounds? Kenyon Green. Does it remind you of an Elton Jenkins at all? <laughs> yeah, but he's he, you're still in the first round? Or are you talking? Yeah, first I had round. seen him mocked farther in, in the second round. Yeah, that's what to, I've been saying. To to Have you? I, I, to I, us. To us. In the second round, <coughs> I've seen him. Yeah, go in the no, not in the second. I've seen him in the in late, late in the first. Yep, draft um, tech. or early second. Yeah, draft tech uh, has him going to us at twenty eight. The yeah. highest I saw him drafted though was in the teens, mm-hmm. which is he's the, a, he's the number one rated guard on the uh, on the board. So I think yeah, the set said he would be a he would be a a wonderful wonderful offensive tackle starting day one. But he's elite inside. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So so that's exactly what I was about to point out. I would love to see him um, sent out to right tackle. Uh, sure. Assuming, let's say, Billy Turner doesn't um, yep. come back or, or or whatever, and we have we have that need. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you you push Kenyon Green out to right tackle, see what the kid can do, and um, I think he's mean. And and I love mean offensive linemen. Love I just it. love Maulers, and uh, it would it would make me very happy if we could get him at twenty eight. Um, as he, I think his his stock is rising, so I don't think he makes it to twenty eight. Uh, yeah. But I'm still going to crush on him anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Acme, Acme packing, or I, I actually I'm not sure which of the sites it is mm-hmm. is doing a, a hot hundred list of potential draft picks for the Packers. And he he came came in I think at number seventy on their list. Oh wow, okay. And it's, I've been having fun with that. It's it's a great little two second. It's a site that I visit every morning. Yeah. So you get a new player. It's a quick look, and it's a nice way to sort of acquaint yourself with some of the people. And uh, but yeah, no, that's that's when I, I was talking with Eric earlier that this guy, that kid, um, the and the the comparison was made in the in the piece they put out. To, uh, to Elton Jenkins. <laughs> you know, again, as we've said many times, best offensive lineman in the NFL. Uh, ridiculous. Yeah, mm-hmm. but ridiculous. we need to get more offensive linemen. Here's the funny thing that was on Draft Tech's uh, mock draft, though. And this is a great question for you guys. At 28th, they have Kenyon Green going to us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 29, Traylon Burks goes. <laughs> that Aaron Rodgers would have a heart attack. Oh man! <laughs> no matter where he is, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine if that he, scenario comes at you. If right. he if hadn't, he, if he hadn't made his decision, I think the decision would be made right there. <laughs> oh you, man! You know what though? That that that's Scary. exactly that is exactly what happens to us as fans. Because mm-hmm. I would bet you that ninety percent of Packer fandom would would want Burks. Yeah, absolutely. And then we'd slide yeah. in and grab, and that wouldn't bother me one little bit. <laughs> nope. I would be, I would actually be um, more upset if we didn't take Kenyon green there yeah. uh, versus Burks. I mean, I wouldn't be too upset because the first round wide receiver is always the, the sexy fun pick, sexy but fun. That's exactly uh, I think offensive linemen are sexy and fun when they're destroying linebackers mm-hmm. and creating holes for our, our running game. And when you have a MVP caliber quarterback behind that line, you need him. Nice and mm-hmm. soft and sweet. Yeah, well, and for for every DK Metcalf, there's a Keneal Harry too in the first round. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Another one. Uh, Lines mock had Devontae White, defensive tackle from Georgia. Beast. Yeah, he's he's huge. <laughs> it would be a great addition in there, sure. Mm-hmm. But what about the 29th pick in this draft? Trevor Penning went. 
<laughs> now, how about that question? Defensive line or offensive line? Those two monsters right there. Yeah. <laughs> those are fun. It's that's a fun, tough. That's a yeah. Tough. That's I'd, I'd go D line, but I'd like the other. You know, either way, <laughs> yeah, I would be happy either way. There. Yeah, I I can't look at a six seven offensive tackle. I think he's six seven. Six seven. and uh, and it just makes me feel some type of way when he's a mean, just just savage on the on the right side of the line. I just can't not do that. Um, that would be a tough one for sure, but I'd go offensive line there. Yeah, yeah. From what he did in the senior bowl practices to those, <laughs> and he was playing position on a left tackle position there, and he mm-hmm. was putting people through the goalpost. Man, it was just so awesome to see. I'm a big fan. Well, of him. And quick thing there, you know, we have, we don't know what's going to go on with Turner. We don't know what's going to go on with the kid from Tennessee. What what bothers me, and the reason why I would, and, and I hate to be sort of defensive and try to um, argue for my side of it, but what, what what scares me is on the defensive side of the ball, a guy that we were expecting big things out of this year, and we started to get a little bit, um, who knows what exactly happened there, but he's no longer with the team. Dean Lowry is another year older, so is Tyler Lancaster. Um, we not only need to, to add somebody really good to this group, but, but we also have to have a big jump from Slayton. Um, and, and, and then being able to have somebody like Dean Lowry, who seems to fit well in the system, be able to maintain the level that he had. Cause that's, that's a, that's a troublesome, troublesome thing. <clears throat> and forcing teams, forcing teams to pass is one thing, but also being able to get after the quarterback when they do is another. And when we, we need some help there. Yeah, that's why edge or D line would not surprise me one one bit. Yeah, I think that's where they'll go. If it's, I think it's going to be one side of the trenches. Um, if I'm being honest, it has to be. uh, unless there's some sort of miracle and we we do get a, a Jameson Williams that falls mm-hmm. to us, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be either offensive or defensive line. And I'd honestly be happy with it. Um, I think I think those are the two most important groups to have on your football team if you want to win. I mean, we just saw with Aaron Donald what he did. Um, if you want to win, you got to get the trenches figured out, and I think they're going to go that way. Uh, but we'll see. You never know. I, I, that's just the fun about all these mock drafts, though, because yeah. once the receivers fall in there and you start daydreaming like we've done, it <laughs> never has panned out. Eric and I have spent years talking about this stuff. You know, years on the phone. Oh, they didn't get them. They didn't. But uh, the lines right now, when you look at who's going to be available and really going to impact your team. That the the offensive linemen in this draft are some nasty big monsters yeah. dudes. The defensive linemen in this draft, the top five are pretty good, but it drops off a little bit after that. So I can see if you know if you get somebody at twenty weight now uh, twenty eight an opportunity, you might be able to pick up another you know formidable. Mm-hmm. We're, we're Goody's great at picking up offensive line throughout the draft. Mm-hmm. That's just where that interesting play of you know what's what's the value going to be perceived on that day? Because we have the question that we've all been talking about. Well, we should get to it right now, Andy. Hey gang, you know, tuliptreegardenco.com has been with us since we started this show. And I'll tell you what, the benefits of CBD on my body have been immeasurable. Better sleep at night, less inflammation, my anxiety, so much better. But listen, you can get such great benefits from CBD trying them from the best regenerative farm 
in the country. TulipTreeGardenCO.com. Make sure you use promo code ACME underscore 10 to get 10% off on your order. But listen, they got great deals daily. Check them out. TulipTreeGardenCO.com. All right. Let's get back to the show. Not going to say it. What's going to happen? Our scenarios, you know, if QB1 is there, if QB1 is not there. You know? Yeah. Oh, the uh, mock draft definitely changes if he's if he's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that they're going to go for a a quarterback, but I think if he leaves, there's going to be a lot of questions like, do, do they sign Devontae or does he want to leave as well? Um, who do they bring back on defense now that they don't have to pay? Um, um, Rogers contract. So, so let's say he, let's say he leaves and they bring back Zadarius on a restructured deal, um, some sort of extension. Uh, they bring back Preston. And uh, so our defensive line is essentially set minus maybe we could get an upgrade on Slayton. I think at that point, um, are they also paying Billy Turner because they don't have to pay Rogers now? Are they also um, keeping Billy on that right side of the line? Uh, what are they doing with, um, what are they doing with Amos and and somebody like Kevin King, for example? Yeah. Um, I think him leaving opens up the door for them to get really fun in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when you can easily take or, or or move up to take a Jameson Williams. Yeah. Because what does it matter? I mean, this this we're playing with house money if <laughs> if Rogers is gone, and I'm sure we'll actually get picks. Um, uh, let me just see where the Broncos are drafting here. They're nine. They're nine. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Could you imagine? Okay, let me just. This me is not going to happen. Let me but pour imagine sugar. Aiden Hutchinson <laughs> falls to nine and we have. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let me, let me pour a little sugar on this to, to, as long as we're going down this. No, let's <laughs> just say one of the things that's been proposed with this, too, is that if Rodgers is traded and you get this multiple draft and player horde from Denver mm-hmm. that Devonte Adams is not, uh, doesn't going to play with a rebuild, doesn't want to stay in green Bay. So mm-hmm. he's franchised and traded. One of the things that when that was first uh, thrown out there was the first round draft pick of the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, as well as Trevor Morig, the safety, um, who uh, now, so now, now, <laughs> so just do your little happy dance when you found out there at nine. So now add the what? 22 uh, 22 yep yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man so now you're now you're looking at 9 22 28 with with multiple second rounders multiple third rounders what are we going to get Corey lindsley i saw i think was the second rated center in the nfl this year are we going to mm-hmm. get a third or a fourth for him um so you got compensatory picks coming mm-hmm. in um yeah things could get really really crazy um, it and, just and makes me so happy. I, know. <laughs> I just, I just want to know because I want to know. Yeah. The other way, because you know, we promised. I promised I wouldn't talk about this, but it just changes the way you look at everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the whole everything changes if Rogers isn't there. Mm-hmm. It's it's fairly easy to to know what we need to do. I think if he's there, if he's not, well, there's just all sorts of weird shit happens. I think and, and if, I think we have to go forward as he's going to be back. I just I don't know how any communication yep. that's been leaked because there hasn't nobody has taken any of these rumors to anywhere mm-hmm. to heart. I mean, they've all been worth horse piss. You did know? you catch did you catch Andrew Brandt's um, little talk about this? Mm-hmm. You know, having, you know, great experience with the Packers. Um, he said, you know, what I find interesting is that generally speaking, if you really and truly want your player, in this case, Rodgers, uh, 
Those negotiations are done quietly, they're done in the back room, and they're done fast. If you're concerned about public perception, if things don't blow up, and it's out there that you were trying to sign them to the biggest contract, trying to give them all this money, the blowback isn't as bad. And he just mm. he said, that could you know, that's not necessarily what he thinks is going on, but he just found the way that all of this, you know, you had Schefter and Rappaport on the same morning, getting the same bit of information. Yeah. And he just seems, he said, that's generally fed. Mm -hmm. gotcha. and so, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of that. Well, it's interesting when you look at the rumors, especially to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, and now rumors come out that Derek Carr's next contract is going to be $40 million. So when you even throw those scenarios together where they're going to get Rodgers, or if they got Devontae and they kept him, you're looking at a quarterback that's $40 million. So I look at that and I go, Aaron Rodgers is worth 45 50 easy, and you know, we got all the, the, the crowd that says take the hometown discount. We got the other people that say take all your money. Where do you guys fall in that scenario? Yeah. Uh, shout outs to Mel, um, Mel Katz on, on Twitter. We have a bet going that um, that he's going to take a hometown discount. I'm on the side of saying <laughs> I'm on the side of saying, no, he's not going to take a hometown discount. She's on yeah. the side of saying, yes, we set the number at 38 or lower uh, a year. So I think that's just easy money in my pocket. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Mel, you better Mel. get that Bitcoin paid yeah. up real quick. I hope you did Bitcoin in that. Maybe she no, no, no. And I'll tell you just, what, uh, Mel, if you come back to the States, or I should say, when you come back to the States, mm -hmm. stay away from Las Vegas. It's, it's gonna hurt you. Uh, just but kidding, yeah. Mel. Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I, man, it, I'm assuming he's coming back. I've already accepted that he's back. And um, I think they actually also bring back Devontae. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot. I think they bring both of them back and their strategy in the draft is let's go all in um, unless Jamison Williams falls. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's go all in. So they're probably going to go, um, like I said, O-line, D-line, or a wide receiver there for the first time in I don't know how long. Um but I'm I'm under the assumption that Rodgers is coming back at that number that you said 40 45. Yeah. And and you you know I'm I'm usually um I'm usually the guy that says uh players should get paid like get your money. Um in in this case when he's talking about legacy and he he wants to win a ring mm -hmm. there's a way you can you can make it easier for your team to help you do that and you have all the money in the world already. Already. So, and it's not like we're asking you to play for pennies. A uh, thirty-eight million a year, forty million a year is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So, come back on that hometown discount of of thirty-something million a year, and let's run this thing back with some new key pieces, some shiny new toys, maybe. Um, and maybe that's enough to entice them. I don't know. Um, interested in in what your thoughts are, uh, Boomer, because I know you're also kind of on the ready to move on phase, but accepting reality that he's not going anywhere. Well, let me let me just make one slight slight uh, uh, correction on that. If Aaron Rodgers commits to playing three more years, I'm fine with it. I mean, I, I I'm, mm -hmm. I'm fine with it. He's he he's got he's back to back MVP. Your heart's changing. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no, baby. No. No, no, what I don't what I don't want is for us to have to go through what we're going to have to go through to make this work 
and have him come back for one year and retire because then we are screwed Mm -hmm. and there's no recourse and that's what that's what scares me about about that Mm -hmm. i I think Um, he's a guy who would honor his word i think you know once you get a commitment like that because he okay so i don't want to throw mel under the bus by any means (laughs) Because I am pro biased home discount kind of guy. Take the discount, like, and then the other, the logical side says, hell no, you're going to take every penny you want because that's your ego. That's your status in the league to know it and everything else. But then when we had uh, a couple of podcasts ago about the conversation, you know, what Tom Brady did or anything else, and you start looking at, hey, if he wants Devontae back, what if he wants you know, Randall back as well and not being cut. I mean, do you, there's concessions. I think that if I was that in that position and everybody is so easy to say, if I was in that position with millions of money, <laughs> I would say, that. but you know, it just seems like the way that it is in this King's game of all this money, it's play money at this point, right? When you're having several hundred billion dollars, Andy, you can pretty much do anything you want. Yeah. There's nothing more you need. And if you're going after the ring, I can see how that would happen. But mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't, I don't see how he cannot retire a Green Bay Packer. It's just uh, I mean, honestly, I he's my favorite player. So I um, all time favorite player. I don't mm-hmm. think um, I'd be too mad if they did. It has to be what Eric said. It has to be three years. Yeah, I love that. Uh, it has to be three years at least, because if he comes back for one more run it back and uh, we lose or something, and he just leaves, that's going to be disastrous. I mean, it's already hard to see how this works if we do sign him to another big deal. It's hard to see how we how we survive that. I'm sure they have a plan. I mean, they get paid millions to do this, so I'm sure they have a plan. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to see how we survive this if he comes back for a year and leaves or if he comes back on, on a one-year deal and there's all these rumors again, like, oh, what are they going to do next year? If he commits to three years, um, hopefully gets – one or two Super Bowls. I don't want to be greedy. Um, then retires after the second or third year. Cool, man. Thanks for everything. You retire Green Bay Packer, probably the best Green Bay Packer of all time. Um, um, if he wins that second ring. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I would not be mad if it was a three-year deal and he played through that deal. No, and I'll, and I'll back off. You just said something, man. I thought, well, you know what? If he goes and wins back-to-back Super Bowls, you can retire after two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, worth, that's worth five years of shit. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> but the cap increase so is so grand in the next couple of years that, hey, there's ways to fit it in there. I just worry mm-hmm. about who else are you going to get in there? Uh, because when we look at our defense right now, I am such a believer in what Joe Barry has done, and I don't believe it's about so much Devondre Campbell. Mm-hmm. And Razul Douglas as great players, because I'd like to see some other players that are of their caliber, which you can get. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be so many new players. Mm-hmm. Once so many players have to be cut, we're not the only team that has to cut players. You know, there's just going to be a, a new flood of players to be able to replace them. But I, I'm, I'm becoming a huge believer in Joe Barry, and I'm, I'm ready mm-hmm. for whatever piece that he puts in there. We didn't get to one of the guys in the mock draft, but that linebacker from Georgia as well. Yeah, Dean, um, you know. He's 225 pounds. Andy, is that something that you're comfortable with in our defense, a 225-pound linebacker? Uh, Six I, foot. I, I guess I'd be okay with it, but I just – there's so many options on the offensive and defensive line, yeah. and I think it's just way more important. Yeah. Even a wide receiver, mm-hmm. uh, way more important 
um, to the success of this team than a linebacker. And I know that sounds insane because of the season that Devondre Campbell had, um, but it would be, man, if, if we get to 29 and Nicobe Dean is there and they take him, that, that's by the way, one of my dark horse picks um, for us is, is randomly picking a linebacker. I really don't see it. They haven't shown this philosophy of liking linebackers in the past. And I don't think that changed just because of Devondre, but let's say that does happen. I will probably initially be disappointed. Then I'll go watch his highlights and get excited that we're going to have a, a young middle linebacker that has a potential to be really, really good for 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it would not be my first, second, or third choice, if I'm being honest. <laughs> me neither. What did you think, Eric? That was on your mock you pulled up. Um, the weight doesn't bother me a bit. Campbell's, what, 6'3", 231. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the, the weight doesn't bother me a bit. The guy can fly sideline to sideline guy. Um, I don't know. Eric and I were talking earlier, and, and I'm sorry, Eric. I, I was... Uh, um, looking at too many different players, but oh, when I was talking about Dean, it was it was an inside linebacker that I thought was from Georgia that was six four and two thirty five. <clears throat> Excuse me, and and that's very comparable to the to, to Campbell size. And I was just thinking, you know, as we've said a couple times, after not spending any kind of capital on inside linebacker, you bring in Campbell and he shows you how important that position can be to you. Mm-hmm. Does that change the thinking? But you can go back to, you know, essentially at least the last half of Ron Wolf and all of Ted Thompson, and the investment wasn't made uh, at that position. And I don't know if we would or not. That would that would surprise me. That would be mm-hmm. a very a big surprise pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One one other one, just skipping in that same area that we didn't talk about was, was we're not so much as is Burks, the, the kid from Arkansas, one of the guys uh, had him dropping to, to 28. And that, that would be an, an interesting pick as well. Beastie. Is yeah. he, is he, is he DK Metcalf or is he Nikhil Harry? I'm sorry. He sounds better on the team if the Denver Broncos were to trade <laughs> for one of our players and we got extra picks and we got him high in the second round, maybe. You know, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be mad. He's 6'3, 225, uh, a big, big body wide receiver. Mm. Uh, and, and we seem to really like those because they're usually willing blockers uh, and usually they make those tough contested catches. I just think, um, I just think we need a different kind of skill set, um, much like you said. Eric about about um let's not get the same thing we already have yeah I want a shifty fast mm-hmm. decent route running uh explosive can take any pass to the distance type of wide receiver if we're going to take one yeah um I, again I wouldn't be mad if it was Burks because a shiny new toy is a shiny new toy mm-hmm. but um yeah I, I don't I don't I don't know if they're going to go that route yeah, I just think the lessons that we all learned and uh, everybody out there listening, thanks for listening to us, is, is that when you go over through all these mock drafts, it's nice to hear these names and get the ideas of where these potential um, prospects are going to land. But when it comes down to it, val- the value, the value of all these flashy guys is not where we have traditionally found the most value in mm-hmm. the Green Bay Packers drafts. And that starts up front with the line, and there's some monsters this year. So hopefully that pans out for us. But, hey, um, that was a fun one. Thanks for mocking around the clock with us. And uh, 
figuring out what the hell is going to happen with that Aaron Rodgers character. Because I'll tell you what, I feel <laughs> it in my heart. I feel it in my heart. I don't know if Mel's right for $38 million, but I feel it in my heart, man. Come back mm-hmm. to us. Come back to us. Anyway, uh, let's wrap it up here, guys. What do we got? Some final thoughts. Eric up there in Chile, Wisconsin. What do you got going on? Well, you know, we were talking about always being disappointed, wanting to wanting us to draft a receiver in the first round, and, and we, we just don't. Uh, Javon Walker, I think, was the last one uh, some 20 years ago, whatever. Mm. Well, celebrating uh, my birthday with my dear friend, shout out to Matt Lynch, the king of the keys down in, uh, <laughs> down in Marathon. And so I'm up with him partying, and it's draft. Um, I won't tell you the year because it gives away the story, but uh, we're drafting towards the end. And then all of a sudden it's the Packers pick. And we've been watching this for four hours and the Packers trade out of the first round. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding. So we went and partied all night and we're sitting around his pool the next day. It's draft time. And he comes in and he, I missed something obviously. And he comes in laughing. He said, you guys just drafted a white wide receiver from Kansas. (laughs) (laughs) Unless K state, but. And boy, that turned out to be pretty good. <laughs> so never you never know. You never know. You never know. Oh, boy. Andy, what are your feelings uh, after this week? We officially kick off the offseason. Super Bowl's done. What are you looking forward to? What are you feeling? How you doing? Yeah, looking forward to Roger's decision, first and foremost, because that lets every other domino fall. Sorry to keep bringing it up, everyone, but that it, we, do, we do need that to happen. Yeah. Uh, and also just looking forward to getting into the tape on, on some of these uh, – prospects um watching and 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 doing mock drafts i'll tell you i have a, I have a one draft crush uh cameron thompson from san diego state uh-huh. he's a huge edge uh he's six yeah. five uh, 270 or something uh-huh. and, and dude's a monster can help in the run game can get after the quarterback that's my draft crush right now all right um, nice. but i'll have to keep watching uh but yeah just looking forward to all the off-season things getting ready and excited for the season to start um i know tailgate shout out tailgate's gonna gonna have a big tailgate at the one of the first games of the season so um definitely going to go to that hopefully i'll see you guys there yeah. you will uh, awesome that's going to be great I, i'll buy you guys a beer uh and uh, yeah yeah just looking forward to all the off-season things it starts with rogers and then from there it'll be interesting to see what happens let yeah. the dominoes fall well said let the dominoes fall all right man well uh thanks for joining us again for another fun tuesday night here andy looking forward to uh having you next week and let everybody know where they can find you out there on the socials bud yep just on twitter uh andy a pack is my handle Pretty awesome. easy. Awesome. Make sure you go out and follow him. Acme underscore army on Twitter at belted 20. The legend is growing people. So if you're not out there right now, he's got a couple poems that he runs past me on the phones every time we have to give him the red flag on him right now. We got to tone it down. We don't want an HR call, but it's happening <laughs> right now. Good things are on the horizon. Acme armor continues to grow. We thank you guys for listening to us. iTunes, Spotify, Google podcast and sharing and liking with a friend. And with that buddy, take us out. Well, um, just wanted to say, I don't, for the life of me, being so new to social media, you know, ha- I have an idea as to how high you can go, but I just want to tell you people, if you want to get on that at Belted 20 bandwagon, 
And we just rolled over a thousand. I don't know how high it goes. I don't know if there's going to be room. <laughs> so you want to book it and you want to book it. <laughs> I was in the first 100. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I, and I don't forget. I'll be buying you a few. <laughs> awesome. Anyways, have a great week. Uh, we're going to do a little something. A little something, something. Thursday night. Go pack, go. Go pack, go. Round and round in circles. Shoe got a string, hold on me.